drank my apple juice? Oh, y'all don't hear me? Huh? Huh? Who drank my goddamn apple juice? Oh, Terry. Stop cussing. This ain't deaf comedy jam. I put a big ass red. Terry, stop cussing. Who, 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 who drank my goddamn apple juice? Oh. Who drank my goddamn coffee? Coffee, put that coffee down. Who drank my goddamn apple? Put that coffee down. What's up, family, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Apple Juice, the podcast. Y'all already know who I am, Aisha Hadia. And if you're tuning in, welcome to my podcast um, where I talk about real, raw, and uncut conversations involving the culture. So, today's episode is going to be about, basically, it's going to be about us family. It's going to be about us. So, I took to social media and, okay, first let me give you some backstory. So, I was just, you know, browsing around on social media, um, you know, browsing around on the internet and I saw a post where someone was talking about integration and so it just had me thinking like you know it made me ask my followers on social media do y'all feel like integration has ruined the black culture now me personally Yes. For those of you who do not know, integration is basically where they allow blacks and whites to become one. Okay. They allow the black people to use white restrooms. They allow black people to um, eat at, you know, white owned restaurants, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Integration is where they basically allowed us to become one. They allowed the two races to become one. Um, one group if that makes any sense um segregation was the separation so segregation is where blacks had to use black only items and things and places and whites only etc etc so white people was only allowed to use you know whites whites only bathrooms restaurants all that stuff okay so um i saw a post where basically was just talking about integration and it had me thinking you know do did integration really um benefit black folks or did it ruin us? Um so I took to my social media and I asked my friends on social media and all of the answers were pretty much the same. Integration has ruined the black community. Integration has ruined us and let me tell you why. I literally have been um, so on my, on my Instagram, I follow one black farmer, one black farmer. Now that's not to say that I have not been looking for black farmers, but what I'm saying is I've only had one black farmer come across my timeline in literally the last year. Okay. So to, to know that of all the things that we are good at, okay, I've only had one black farmer come past my my timeline. Um, integration, when once they allowed black folks to use and shop with white folks, 
our businesses ended up suffering to the point where they were no more. So when they when they when they finally allowed us to integrate our we started shopping with the white farmers. So our our black farmers became no more. We started shopping at we started shopping with the white supermarkets. So we had no longer had black supermarkets because we was we it's almost like we was looking at integration to be some prize okay so we were excited about shopping in these white supermarkets we were excited about being a part of the white community that we basically our our businesses suffered our black owned businesses suffered if everybody is going to shop at the white supermarket there aren't that many people shopping at the black supermarket they were forced to close down now I'm pretty sure it's more to it than that where these businesses had ended up being destroyed. These businesses were probably forced to close uh for you know whatever racial issues that may have been going on at the time. Like I'm sure there's a lot more other reasons why we never really was able to overcome the integration or overcome integration, but from my point of view and how I'm viewing this situation because we were allowed to shop at these places that we weren't allowed to shop at before or we weren't allowed to spend our money with before, I feel like that was one of the major reasons why our businesses has suffered. You know, like, Martin Luther King said it himself, okay? He said it himself. He said, and I quote, um... What did he say exactly? I want to read it word for word. I have it right here in front of me. So he was basically uh, with a friend, um, actor and activist, Harry Belafonte, okay? And this is an article or this is a um, a, a conversation that I read online because like I said, I was just online, you know, just kind of looking around, reading on, you know, I like, so what I like to do is I like to read up on situations that I don't know a whole lot about, Okay. So for yo for those of you who do not know, and I'm going to entertain this, but I'm sure a lot of people know who I'm talking about, but Martin Luther King was this activist who was just adamant about integrating blacks and whites, okay? He later goes on to tell his friend, Harry Balafonte, that, and I quote, I fear I am integrating my people into a burning house, okay? And basically what he's saying is that he was the he was pushing for us to be integrated as one with whites but then when he realized that we're now dependent of these whites and their businesses and we're no longer able to stand on our own as black people in our own businesses because we're so dependent of these white businesses now and is he basically saying he kind of ruined us or he like like he said he pu- he kind of pushed us into a burning house because now it's like we really are dependent of these businesses you know what i'm saying like we really are dependent of these white owned businesses because in the black community a pineapple may have cost you seven cents okay i'm just i'm reaching as far as these prices but this is just an example okay so like the farmer in the black community he might charge you seven cent for a pineapple okay but the white business will say well hey we got pineapples too and we're only gonna charge you five and you know why he was allowed to charge five percent for that pineapple because he is making more money 
by having more customers. So he is allowed to cut his prices and still make a profit. Okay. So for, like I said, there's probably numerous of reasons on why we decided to go full fledged and so and be, you know, support these white owned businesses. There's I'm, like I said, there's probably numerous of reasons I think is because we wanted to be accepted by them so bad, or we wanted to be a part of their, we wanted to be a part of whatever it was that they were. We wanted to be a part of their community so bad, or we really just wanted to be one. You know, we didn't really want to go to war and fight, you know, with them anymore. So we probably just wanted to be a part of that community. Okay. And for whatever reason, we didn't really think how our businesses and how our society was going to suffer because of this. Now, what I need everybody to do after listening to this episode, go to your nearest Netflix account and look up this special on, um, look up the series by Killer Mike. Um, give me one second. I'm gonna get the name of that for you. Okay. So go to Netflix and look up trigger warning by Killer Mike or with Killer Mike. Okay. So in the first episode, um, he is down in Atlanta and he has a show in Atlanta. I haven't seen it in over, it's been over a year before since I've watched it, but from what, from my memory, from what I remember, he has a show in Atlanta and he basically was like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to eat anything, support any business. I'm not going to spend no money unless it's with a black owned business. Okay. And what he meant by black owned is fully black owned. He wanted it to be manufactured and sold by black owners. If it was food, he wanted the food to have been planted and grown by someone black and as well as cooked by someone black. Okay. So he was literally walking because there wasn't any black owned car manufacturers or any black owned cars. He was um, sleeping on part on benches and bus stops because there were no black owned hotels in the area that he was in. Right. He went, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say he went like a day or maybe he went some hours without eating. I want to say it was about, it was, it was a little bit, I want to say it was almost a day that he went without eating because even though it was a black owned restaurant, the food was not grown by black people. The food was grown by white people and then sold to the black restaurant owners. Okay. But he didn't want, he wanted to keep his dollar in the black community. And so he was literally willing not to eat unless it was food that was grown and hand prepared by a black person okay so in this in this first episode of the series the the entire season is awesome okay let me just say that but the first episode is basically how he wanted to keep his his money within the black community he wanted his black dollar to only go to black owned businesses fully black owned businesses okay and so like i said it's killer mike or trigger warnings with killer mike on netflix awesome awesome series okay um, but whatever the case may be, he in the series or in this episode, he finally found an uh, elderly black woman. Apparently, the food that she was cooking was uh, uh, grown at um, it was grown by her, like planted. I can't remember if it's in her backyard or at a local school or a local community center or something. But it, whatever the case may be, it was planted and grown by black people. Okay, 
and um, he was finally able to eat. Um, I, I'm so sorry, y'all, if I'm not giving y'all the, um, like, a more confident, if I'm not telling this in a more confident way, but it's because I haven't seen it in a while, and I plan on re-watching it, okay? But, um, so yeah, like, the series is really, really good. The episode is really, really, the whole, the whole season is awesome, okay? But the first episode basically shows how he struggled being able to keep his dollar in the black community because of so many other, um, services and businesses that black people lack, okay? You can drive for miles and still not come in contact with a black farmer, okay? Um, we have plenty of hairstylists. We have plenty of boutique owners and designers. We have plenty of, you know, we have plenty of the, I, I want to call them the basics, but we don't have enough of the essentials, okay? My mom is going through, um, She's going through a little phase now where she, well, she, her and my stepdad been, you know, doing a little dipping and dabbing as far as planting their own foods. I think they did tomatoes. Um, I want to say they did cucumbers, you know, so they've been, they, they have gotten to the point where they're trying to grow their own food. And I love that because it's motivation for me to want to do the same thing. Um, but it's like things that should come natural to us. Okay. We, we have been so far gone that now we have to research how to do these things. I couldn't tell you the first thing about growing food. I don't even know what potting soil to use. Like, I wouldn't even know if the, gra if the ground that I'm planting in is even healthy enough to withstand growing food. You know what I'm saying? So, I swear to you guys, this topic was just really, really, like, really, really on my mind heavy because... I really feel like we need to get back to our roots where we are, we're, we're not so dependent of the white, the white companies or, you know, white businesses or white owned businesses to basically take care of us and, you know, do the things that we need them to do. You know, if we was to have a disaster right now, we would be dependent on a white company or white owned company to to help provide us with the essentials that we need okay you know so that was just a topic this episode is gonna be super quick i didn't want to be on here long i apologize that it's late but i definitely wanted to get on here and you know just kind of share my thoughts for today um as i'm wrapping up my season season two of my podcast um i just want to say that you know i'm trying to give y'all uh more more topics that are a little like um worthy of listening to topics that'll make you think topics that'll make you um you know just think you know change your little thought process a little bit integration has ruined the black community and i'm not even saying this from a hatred or racist standpoint i'm not i don't want anyone of a different race to think that this this conversation or this episode is by far racist or showing hatred towards any other race that is not the case what i want my people to understand is it is hard for us to keep our money within our community because of a lot of the essentials that we lack due to inner integration okay once we started shopping at other supermarkets the black owned supermarkets closed down once we started um you know, 
once it's just, it's like once we started shopping with whites and other race look, look at today's society African American women are dependent of Asian owned beauty supply com- beauty supply stores because we don't have our own beauty supply stores and if we do it's probably one to every 15 or 20 Asian owned beauty supply stores we probably own one compared to their 15 or 20 like you know what I'm saying like we, I feel like as a people, I want us to get back to our roots. I want being able to go outside and plant um, fruits and vegetables and potatoes and greens. And I want that shit to be normalized within our community. I hate the fact that we are so dependent of other races to basically support us and take care of us. I love how a lot of us are starting our own businesses. I love it. I swear I love it. I love seeing black girl magic, black man magic. I just love seeing melanin people win, period, right? I love it. But now we need to start winning within our own communities. Now we need to start winning within our own society, within our own community, within our own culture. Because like I said, I follow, I have maybe... I want to say maybe 1,900, 2,000 followers, or I'm sorry, 1,900. I'm following 1,900 to 2,000 people on social media, right? And of all the people that I'm following, only one black farmer came across my timeline within the last year. We have to change that. We need to change that. We, I'm seeing a lot of, um, the beauty industry is booming. We're booming in a beauty industry. But, and that's good. I'm not knocking it. But when it comes to feeding ourselves, we don't have that many farmers that are African-American. We don't have that many produce um, produce farmers. Don't We don't have that many black-owned grocery stores, black-owned supermarkets. We don't have that many, you know, we don't have that many. We got a we got a lot of black owned restaurants. That's what's up. But these restaurants are dependent of a white farming a white farmer to provide them with the fruits and vegetables that they need. You see what I'm saying? Like and I'm just mostly talking about food. Um but I'm it's a bunch of different um goods and services that African Americans are lacking are lacking in becoming dominant in that field, if that makes sense. Like, there are a bunch of different things, like black-owned car manufacturers. Do we have those? Because majority of the car manufacturers are either foreign or white, right? You see what I'm saying? Like, do we own a brand of peanut butter? We invented peanut butter. But we don't own a brand of peanut butter. Now, don't get me wrong, because I'm sure if I do my research, I can find a black-owned peanut butter brand. But what I'm saying is the major peanut butter companies are white-owned. Like, let's we need to work on, we need to normalize putting our money in, within our, spending our money within ourselves. Now, I know it can be hard, and I know that we have to deal with the customer service issues of black-owned businesses. I get it. But what y'all also need to understand is black-owned businesses' prices are so high because they don't have the money coming in from the sales. They don't have that money coming in. See, 
I used to sell shoes and I would buy a case of shoes where each pair of shoes would cost me $10, okay? So me personally, I would sell that shoe for $20 to make my $10 back plus $10 profit, okay? Now, um, if I was, if I was to go to that same, okay, so at the time that I was selling shoes, I probably was only able to afford one or two cases at a time, right? But the way the wholesale companies work, the more cases you buy, the less expensive the shoe will be. So one or two cases of shoes, I would pay $10 per shoe. But if I was to buy 10 or 15 cases of shoes, they probably would take that $10 shoe and mark it down to $7 or $6.50. You see what I'm saying? So it's like with black owned businesses, a lot of people complain about the price, but what they fail to realize is the price is what it is because we still need to be able to survive and still need to be able to make the, make the bills to keep the business afloat. We still need to be able to, uh, restock inventory or to you know purchase inventory um the point that i'm trying to make is i just i live for the day where black folk black people the culture my people my brothers and my sisters i live for the day where we can actually put our money within our businesses and keep it there I look forward to the day where when I look on TV, I see a African-American farmer advertising his fruits and his vegetables and his produce. I look forward to the day where I can go to a car dealership and buy a car that was manufactured and sold to me from a black company, a black car company. You see what I'm saying? Like, and I know y'all probably sitting around thinking, well, why won't you do it? You know, I mean, I just... It's, 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 that's not my lane as far as cars, but I'm definitely in the process of learning how to grow fruits, grow vegetables. Like I support my mom 100%. She wanted me to go to Lowe's with her so she can buy a little flower bed and all this stuff. Like she's ready to get her garden going. And I support that 100%. Like low key, I'm sitting back and I, I'm admiring her because she is, she's, she's trying to be the change that she wants to see in the world. She's being the change that I want to see in the world. Um, so yeah, I definitely didn't want to talk y'all head off, but I most definitely wanted to kind of put my opinion out on this particular topic because I definitely am looking forward to the day where we just, instead of, instead of, wanting to be a part of everything else. I look forward to the day where we can actually stand back and focus on us. Okay. Now, please, whatever you do, do not take this episode and say, well, Seuss must not get around because there's plenty of black farmers. It's not that I don't get around or it's not that I don't. It's just that I don't know of any. I hardly ever see them on my timeline and I follow a lot of different people. I'm just looking forward to the day where I can scroll on Instagram and see plenty of black owned farmers. And I'm like I say, I keep speaking on farmers because that's one of the businesses and services that I rarely see. I rarely see. So... Yeah, 
That's one of the businesses that I rarely see. And I want to see more of that. I want to see more of that. I didn't want to keep you guys long. Um, yeah, I didn't want to keep you guys long. Oh, so let me go ahead and say this while I have you. Um, I am going to be wrapping up season two. Okay, so that means that the next couple of episodes, um, my well, the next episode is definitely going to be the season finale. Then I'm going to take a break and then I'll be back with season three. Season three, I'm definitely trying to plan on going to YouTube. I keep telling y'all about YouTube. I'm definitely trying to go to YouTube. Okay, um, but as of now for season two, it will be coming to an end. See the season finale of season two, I will be doing a cash giveaway, a cash app giveaway. Um, if you're following us on Instagram, definitely look out for that because I will be giving a doing a cash giveaway on my Instagram um to a lucky listener who um tunes into that episode or to the next episode to find out how you can win, okay? This episode is all over the place and I really do apologize. I'm trying to just, I'm not rushing, but I'm trying to get content out to you guys every week and it has been extremely hard for me when um, I have so much going on outside of my podcast life. So I really do apologize if this episode was all over the place, but I'm definitely working on fixing all of that. Like I'm working on being the best podcaster that I can possibly be. And so I just ask that y'all continue to support me and continue to um, root for me because I am going to get it together. I promise you. But that's all I have for you guys today. So until next time, peace. Coffee. DJ Rose.